Core. Core. You are listening to Core, a show on Code Zero Radio that plays bands located in the Fox Cities. A show to find and discover new music. Hosted by Andy McNamara. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio. I'm your host, Andy McNamara. All right. Formed back in 1998, Rick Grin has compiled quite a large catalog of thrash and metal songs. Along the way, they've toured internationally in Romania and Iceland, as well as across the United States. They've performed at Summerfest multiple times to the point it's boring and open for many big-name bands. Their song, Severed Head, was used as an entrance song for WWE Next Superstar, Shotzi Blackheart. I'd like to welcome Tyler, Larry, and Dez to Fox City's Core. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Good. Thanks for having us in your basement. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I noticed some looks on 1998. So is that, like, not the right formation here? You got it. No, we're just really old. (laughs) Well... I don't know if there's anything wrong with being old, but... <laughs> we don't want to give it away. We're trying to be hip and trendy. <laughs> well, it's First of all, thank you for coming on the show. I've known of Rick Disgrin for quite a while, and this is just kind of exciting for me because I'll get to know more about, you know, stuff about the band that I did not know previously, and I'm excited. So, so 1998, when, how did the band start? Um... It was me. It was all me. <laughs> I've been in a bunch of garage bands in the 90s. And then, no, my goal was just to play a show, just to play a live show at a bar. That was the only goal. And I could not find anybody to do it with. And finally, um, went to a birthday party at the Kaiser Warehouses down in South Milwaukee. Met a guy named Wade. And he was just jamming his drums and uh, said, hey, you want to form a band? And we got together, and then we found a bass player, and we ended up playing that first show, November 28th of 1998. So. Previously, what was that? So that was in Fond du Lac at the band? No, no, it was in Milwaukee. No, this is in Milwaukee at Milwaukee. the Kaiser Building, and I think okay. it was South Greeley. It's way down south, like a First Street down by the Clements factory down there. Yeah. And then were you, like, the, at the time, the, the metal scene, so in 98, has the metal scene changed much since since the band started? When, back in 98, when the band was first doing shows, you could only seem to get shows at bars if you had some covers in your set or you pl- opened for a cover band or something like that. So that's what we did. There'd be a cover band that we were friends with that's shared warehouse space, and then we would uh, open for them, and that would be kind of how we got gigs. And so... You- so you were doing cover songs? No. Like, oh, no cover songs no, at no, all? No, no cover songs. We've never done a cover song. We just did that to, to play shows. We would play with cover bands. But then, but now now it's not uh, hard to find a venue that will cater to original songs and just original bands. Or they at least have a band night that you can play. And that's, that's probably one of the main differences now versus then. And... When the band started, of course, the lineup was completely different, um, yeah. except for you. Right. right. Over the years, you start off. Uh, the band started off as a four-piece on the first couple of releases. Uh, it was. It had been a three-piece. We were a four-piece when we first started, but then when we first our first recording, it was a three-piece, and then went through a few iteration changes. Did a four-piece. We started doing the Summerfest. We were a four-piece, two guitars, 
And then we went back to a three-piece and been a three-piece ever, ever since. Do you find that, that you prefer being a three-piece over a, a four-piece? Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think three works pretty good. <laughs> it works, works for me. <laughs> it's been working so yeah. far. Yeah. Less people yell at. That's true. That's true. Voting goes faster. Three, two to one. Ah, uh, no ties. No yeah. ties in voting and decisions. So with the uh, with the other members, did they leave on good terms, or was it a situation where people just moved on in life? And a, a lot of that moved on in life, left on good terms. Were busy, couldn't do it no more. Things changed, you know, stuff like that. For so, like for the most part, you know, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Just and real fast every year. Every couple of years, like one person. So it never really destroyed the band. It was like the whole band broke up. It was just like one person. Well, let's get another guitarist. And then down the road, oh, the drummer's leaving. Okay, we get another drummer. So over the years, Rictus changed and evolved with the different members as we went along. And that's why we have kind of a an array of different kind of music because of the different iterations of the of the band. It's a, it's a little creaky here upstairs. So... Um, <laughs> kind of jumped the gun at the beginning of the show if, if we could maybe go um, down the line and introduce yourself and what you do in the band i'm tyler i play drums larry sing and play guitar i'm des i play bass and sing sometimes <laughs> so we we kind of went over the the initial kind of start of rictus when did when did uh des and tyler hop on board my my first show was uh, November 28th of 2009 so I inadvertently was marrying this guy <laughs> and he his bass player quit the band and I didn't know anything about bass and I said oh I can help you out and he got me a bass and a rig and the next thing I know I was practicing <clears throat> and I've been there ever since <laughs> she thought figure. it was a temporary gig I thought I was just <laughs> filling a spot until I found somebody for real <laughs> oh is that we did showed the band practice the gigs yours <laughs> does that sort of like help the the chemistry as far as playing obviously you guys have chemistry you got married but as far as the playing and the songwriting do you like the fact that that you're married or is it doesn't it make it tough to sort of you know tell somebody that maybe this idea isn't working or you should do it a different way no, I think we're okay. Yeah, we're pretty... It's pretty good. And one advantage I think we have is since if we were not in the same band together, one of let's say just one of us was, was in the band, then, you know, let's, let's say I was just one of us in the band, like myself, and then that night I go do a show, Des would likely come along, or vice versa, you know, and since we like hanging out together... Um, but because we're in the same band, you know, it's easy for us to like, you know, hey, can we do the show? Yeah, okay, you know, and that's real quick and easy that way. <laughs> All right, let's call Tyler. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> so and, and Tyler joined the band. I don't remember the seven year. Years? About seven, seven years. About seven years. Yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah. It was funny when Tyler first joined the band. We thought he was an undercover narcotics agent, <laughs> and we were like, that's "You're true. not going to, you're that's not going to find any business here." But hey, we'll that's talk very to you. True. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why does nobody talk to me? <laughs> was that at Maybach? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're on a big outside show yeah, out in Rio. Nobody's talking to me. Yeah. Oh. Well, guys. I'm not a narcotics agent. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Larry, you've got a lot of a lot of um, experience with the, with the shows before Des and Tyler joined the band. You guys did some pretty big Summerfest shows. Um, yeah. The 
We got a pretty big list that I pulled off your your website. Yeah, we got to do a lot of cool stuff. Do you want to just drop some names of some of the bands you opened for? That sounded like, I don't know, we did a lot of cool stuff. Because like, at the time, we were at a great position because we were starting to do really good. And then at the time, the Rave was having bands open up for local, uh, national acts. So we got to open up for um, Anthrax and, I don't know, we got... We got Pulled into a Midwest uh, a metal show up in Minneapolis, and that was uh, Suffocation, Satyricon, you know those those kind of bands. And then, um, boy, I can't even think of some of the bands we get. We did so many <laughs> so many bands. Well, I'll, I I can tell you, my first big show was we opened for Cannibal Corpse, and yeah. that was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah, and that was great. Yeah, it, it was like, oh, <clears throat> I, I love these guys, and then there we were playing for them, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been lucky that way. Was it pretty weird, Does So you didn't play bass until you and Larry were getting married, and you right. sort of joined the band as default, you know, initially, probably not knowing if you would stick doing it long-term or if, if it would be short-term, but but how crazy is it that you are now over a decade in, in a band? Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good run because local bands just don't last more than a few years usually. And then, you know, when members change, usually they change the band name and do something different. And where we we just kept it, you know, the same. Do you feel that your, your playing has kind of evolved? Because at first, were you trying to learn it note for note? Um, or just kind of putting your own spin on it? I don't really know what I was doing at first. <laughs> I was just kind of just trying to get through the show. And I remember my first show with Rictus, um, I had booked bands before. So a bunch of the punk kids and the metal kids, I mean, you know, the people I had booked, thought it was really funny if they like uh flashed me and moved me while i was playing and i was so busy concentrating on playing that i didn't even notice until the pictures yeah. came out later yeah. they were like we got you and i was like i don't know what that means but cool and then i saw the pictures and i was like oh my gosh i missed it all because i was just so she's concentrating like on that. so so did you have to go buy a bass for this well did larry have one sitting around the house actually i had given a bass to somebody years ago um and then they gave it back to me at, to play with him. Mm-hmm. Probably thinking they were getting it back. They never got it back. So <laughs> I, I don't know where the bass is now. But <laughs> somewhere. So. Do you, have you gotten more into to gear now that you've been playing bass? I do. And actually watching, can I give a shout out to the guy who makes my guitars? He's yeah. watching right now. His name's Jason Wittig. He's out of Wisconsin. Yeah. And he makes all my fretless basses, and they're beautiful. He does a really good job yeah, with he them. Yeah, ha- he hand makes them. Yeah, it makes it's they're really nice. They're really cool. And they're five strings, and they fit me, and they're <coughs> lightweight, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's awesome. Does he commercially sell them, or is it a, just kind of private sales to? I think he would love to commercially sell them. Yeah, but yeah, he's <clears throat> up and coming. He's up and coming. For he's sure. an up and comer. Yeah. So, what kind of special bases has he put together for your spec? Um, probably the last one he made was really light, like or like a some kind of wood that was really light. Lightweight bass. Yeah, he could probably tell you more all the gear and stuff because I don't know how to yeah. talk gear. I just know how to play. So he's like, I put this, I don't know, pickup in and whatever. And I was like, okay, that's cool. How does it sound? How does it feel? And, and they're just really, really. So I have three right now yeah. that he's yeah. made. So and they all work fab. The, the first one he made me just keeps its voice all the time. I'm, I'm not doing a lot of tuning and adjusting, and that's just, just brilliant, if you ask me. Yeah. When, uh, when Tyler joined the band, so you guys had that first show, and then you start playing, and then drummer leaves or whatever happened there, and then Tyler comes along. 
did that change the dynamic of the band at that point or Tyler just fit right in? Um, it was, well, it, can I, can I talk, do you want to talk about this? We're going to talk about Tyler. We're going to talk about Tyler. She's talking about you again. (laughs) (laughs) He was was doing open jams in Fond du Lac at, at a place in town in Fond du Lac. And he was like, oh, just come down and jam with me. And he's, Tyler's such a, an an all around great musician, you know, on the drums that just anything, he can make anything fit, which is really cool. So we would go and jam with him and he just picked up right away and was right in, right in it. And. He always was like, I don't, but I don't play double bass, yeah. or double yeah. bass kick, and I was like, I don't care, I don't play bass, and so here he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all worked out. Just and, I don't fine, do, so. and I don't do leads. So. <laughs> it was actually really hard coming in to me mentally at first because I'm like, I'm not, I'm hardly a rock drummer, I'm definitely not a metal drummer, and like, um, like you guys are using a machine. Just like a digital drum drummer, which had yeah. awesome, it was well programmed, all these like blast beats and stuff, and then yeah, every drummer who's played in Rectus was really good, yeah, except for me. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to, I'm just gonna do like some really loud polka beats, yeah, <laughs> or something. You know, so I, I felt know. bad because I'm like, hey, Tyler, learn these songs, it. but don't worry about the drums. Yeah, yeah, here's a whole, <laughs> here's a whole bunch of brutal Just listen to the bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just oh. make, he was, they were comforting me. They're like, just make it your own. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> well, that must have been pretty intimidating to, to step out of your comfort, you yeah, know, your comfort I've zone like that. Like that hard before. Were so. you doing punk music prior to that? I was kind of, I mean, a little bit, but I was kind of, I was kind of, I think I've always taken just like, punk drumming to it kind of you know and just like or rock drumming and just hitting harder you know mm-hmm. and like I, t- I had to learn like the heel toe a little more yeah, little after more. a while because we put together some songs but it's not, I don't know I, I'm not very good like I, I've never really practiced double kicking or anything, so I was just and, like, and if you come to a show, he does, does, yeah. he does yeah. the high elbow now, which yeah, is really the... cute. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that just kind of came with it, I guess. <laughs> Tyler made it his own. He didn't. He's not like now I'm double bass guy and all this. It's, it's his own style, and we again evolved to his style of drums with the musicians that we have, and and it worked, it's working out great. I think I'm always just trying to copy John Bonham. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> In anything, yeah. you know, I think yeah. that's really just where <laughs> so are there, hit so hard. And are there misconceptions about like what a thrash metal band like should be? Like you mentioned the double bass pedal, yeah. There, but is that like people that aren't familiar with metal or thrash? Is that do you run into people that are see a Rictus show and they're like, you guys aren't anything like I thought when I when I heard you were like a, a metal thrash or you know I, I was expecting this or that. I think it's great when we show up for a show and I'm like there and they have no idea I'm in the band. And then I get up and play yeah. and they're like, whoa, we didn't expect that, you know. Yeah. I, I think that's a great reaction to get from people. Well, this might be a, a good point to uh, bring up Maybash. Yeah, Maybach. Maybach. When, did, Maybach. when did Maybash start? Like, did 30, 30 plus years ago, yeah. but not with any of us. So. Yeah. So about 15 years ago, Rictus was asked to do sound for an outside party. We said, sure. We brought sound out there and and uh, and found out found out about Maybash, what it was. It's a Memorial Day weekend camp and show with bands on Friday, Saturday. 
and they were doing it and we're, we loved it we kept wanting to play it so and um um dano at the time uh, out in madison he was setting it up and, and running the show and we just kept doing it and and then uh when dano parted ways and ended up moving down to tennessee um we started talking to john hey we like to keep this going and so now now we're uh part of the team to help keep it going we do sound crew myself tyler and ben over there uh, off camera there. <laughs> but um yeah so we've been doing sound and keeping it keeping it rolling uh the best we can and then we've also done hell bash which is the halloween version of may bash um we do that in september so yeah yeah ben, speaking of ben on camera now he's <laughs> yeah. he's our new fourth member of rick discrain yeah he is he's, he's the, amazing he's the the trooper the the one that keeps us energized to keep plugging away and also uh pounding sound he's our that's he's his our, amazing he's our girlfriend robin that's right Yep. Yes. Is Robin. Robin. She keeps him under control. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to, right? Yeah, someone's got to. Yeah, but uh, he's helping us uh, bridge the the 20th century to the 21st century regarding sound. You know, getting getting rid of uh, big snakes and starting to go digital and stuff like that, which is scary for me because I'm old school. But we're we're gonna get there. <laughs> Oh, and Tyler, you've got a sound background, don't you? I never admit it. <laughs> don't tell anybody, otherwise no, I'll ask him to no, sound. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, can you watch the board for a minute? No. no. <laughs> so being being in a band, you know, for as long as you have, it's a good point. You probably accumulate gear and why switch it out? You know, so it, yeah. do you find like when you're playing or when you were maybe play it, a bill with a bunch of other bands and you're doing the sound that they're like, well, you guys should upgrade this or always. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, These are heavy. Well, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, this stuff's heavy. And, and, uh, you guys have a bus, the Rictus bus. <laughs> yes. which, oh yeah. The bus. Oh, yeah. Which That's I'm, heavy too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the bus, let's talk about the bus. When did you acquire the Rictus grin bus? We started doing, Summerfest and stuff like that. We had uh, uh, Jeff, and he was in a band called Descent at the time. And when that broke up, he joined Rick Descent. This is like 2003 or era, and he he had a mini bus for his band to haul our people and gear. And then we're like, hey, let's get a mini bus because my van was taking a dump, and let's get a see if we get like a little. Then we could just bring everything show wise. And so we go up to Lamers over here in town, here in, Fon or if not this town, in Fond du Lac. The other and town. The other town, the, 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 the south of here, you know, where it's warmer. <laughs> and and uh, we we went there, and I and I had, like, my, my whole taxi turned out of my pocket, you know. We ended up talking this late. We ended up buying a bus. <laughs> but all they had was full-size buses. I'm like, I go to Jeff, I can't drive this stupid thing. This thing is, like, out of control. I'm just expecting to get, like, a, you know, a little, you know, dumb kid bus. And, um, no, full-size bus for 1500 bucks. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> then we've been driving big buses ever since, just throwing all our junk and people in there and everywhere we go. You painted it. Like we it, did. <laughs> we painted it over. Well, this is our second bus, but we painted yeah, it over yeah. the pandemic. We did. Yeah. We uh, painted it blue. We did. Yeah, did, it was black, and that gets too hot. <laughs> did you guys get any any writing done during the pandemic? Uh, or just maybe used it to recharge? We released two albums and a single. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did that. <laughs> <laughs> and we did on Family Road Trip. It's, all, it's mainly songs that we yeah. rewrote the lyrics to, so that makes it yeah. really enjoyable for us yeah. to figure out what we're saying so family road trip is the is the <laughs> holiday album 
<laughs> Where can people pick that one up? Um, we're on Bandcamp where we have physical copies through Square Up. I think, yeah, you um, can order it on our website, uh, yeah. rickdescrin.com. Yeah, rickdescrin.com has the links to all that stuff. Just want to download it or actually buy it and order it, and we have all that stuff. So, but yeah, family, it's kind of funny because we were just about to release um, Forever right before pandemic. We had this all ready to go, or ready to press and everything, and then the pandemic happened. Like, well, let's just release it and see what it does. And, and then uh, as the pandemic's going on, as it gets to the end of the year, the first year of the pandemic, we're like, well, let's double down and release a second album because <laughs> we're Rictus. And, and uh, so we did. So that's where the family road trip came out. So then, and then, down, and then we released, when we recorded family road trip, we released a single. Um, when we, for the Shotzi Black Car, we released a, a song called Ball Pit, um, just singing about her wrestling and screwing around like that. So, so that's what we did during the pandemic. <laughs> this album's been kind of hard for me because. I usually go off of like what his lyrics are, but yeah, but, yeah, but he can't. But then when you change it up on you, it's like, oh, I don't know where I am. <laughs> That's right. I'm lost again. <laughs> we're like, Sorry. keep up, keep up, dude. Keep yeah. up, man. Come on, Tyler. <laughs> where am I? Well, we've uh, we're gonna jump to the the phones. We've got a caller. You're on the line with Rick Grin. What's your question? Hang up. <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? Hey. What's up? Can you tell me? Uh, who, if you had to pick two local bands, like talking Northern Wisconsin, two favorite of all time, and two overrated of all time, who would they be? Wow, wow that's, that's a, a great question. question. Wow. Rick, Rick this grand overrated of all time. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Um, wow. Wait, who's calling? We might, we might want probably, to say your yeah, band. We don't, we, don't blast your, we don't want to blast your band, dude. Well, say, I'd say, I'd, Is this Aaron from Jingleheimer? <laughs> I couldn't really hear all that. Oh, you, yeah, do, do you want to repeat the... Oh, they, they're gone. They, oh, we can still answer the question, yeah. though. But yeah, so, so favorite band, local band of all time, and, and then most overrated bands of all time. Well, I, I, I think my favorite time. local band of all time is Swag, who's not around anymore. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> just because I love those guys so much, and when I when I would work with them, I, I used to book them, and they were just real. They were real and authentic, and I really I really enjoy that with bands when bands are just this is what you're gonna get. This is who we are, and you know that's and that's all. And that was exactly who they always were, and their sound was really cool. I I just was. Listening to their "Burning the Church Down" album <laughs> the other day, it was awesome. Yeah, what's your favorite band? Local band of all time. <laughs> Dude, those two are good ones. It, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. To, it's there, hard to there's do. a lot of local talent. It there was is. Can I say like a? Can I just ramble for an hour? Yeah. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I gotta start with Pudge. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, <laughs> no, we have Pudge. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Pudge. Pudge. I have to say that for sure. <laughs> I remember seeing Pudge. I'm just going to say this. I remember seeing Pudge when I was like 19 at the Fond du Lac Fair. I was like, who are these guys? And I got to know Phil, yep. you know. And like, <clears throat> it was just a really cool experience. I have that CD that you guys are, you guys are just like, you're playing the Battle of the Bands and you just 
gave the C- these we, all these CDs out. We were defeated by Rick Disgrin when uh, <laughs> when Battle of the Bands there in Fond du Lac. I wasn't, but they didn't even come in first, so defeated by somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> defeated by a cover yeah, band, punch. I think. Oh. <laughs> Take that. Oh, man. There's too many good ones. That, you know, we got friends like oh. Beast Churger and... Yeah. You know, Beast shirt is coming out there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got a tramp stamp of Beast shirt. That's so. right, I do. You got to show but, but, it. You got to show it before. You should show it now. I should show it now. <laughs> Larry's put on the spot. That's right. No, okay. he really I'll has do a it. tramp I'll stamp. I'll do it. Dude, he's really got a Beast trigger yeah, tramp stamp. I have a, I have the tattoo yeah, on my tramp stamp. Go for it. Go for it yes. if you want. <laughs> Wait, to stand on this chair. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll let you know when you're in view. I'm watching the camera. Hey, go by a camera though. No, just turn around. See, yeah, oh, just turn around. Like that yeah. one's on. Just show. Oh, See, right. look how we look. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so stand up a little bit higher. Stand up a little yeah. bit higher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's showing off his tramp stamp. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> it's a beast trigger. There it is. Yeah, yeah beast trigger. Oh, wait, we can't see it. Well, it's because it's, it's on delay. Because you know. No, no. There you go. There century. you go. Yay. <laughs> is, that a, is that a Grateful Dead tattoo you have there, Larry? It, it says beast trigger. No, it says beast trigger, man. With the metal unicorn. Metal unicorn. It's it's that shirt's unicorn with their beast trigger logo. <laughs> so do you have any other tattoos besides besides that one? Nope, not of any except Rictus Grin. And then oh, and then uh, Chrome Chrome Promotions. And that's what I got. That's a uh, Dez's uh, promotion, which she used to promote bands before um, she wasn't like this. She would promote bands and do write ups and stuff. So you were uh, you were in the music scene before you started playing bass. Oh, yeah. I was, but I never in a million years thought I would play bass or be on stage. Wasn't in the plan. <laughs> well, I feel we we got a, a show today now. <laughs> um, a show. I think it. We might need to uh, take a little break here with band reaction. And right. how this works is we're going to play a clip from a previous band that was on the show. And then we'll just get your reaction and you can see what you think of their answer and you can answer it with, you know, however you want. Okay. Um, so this is a band called Leading the Blind, who is a um, hard rock band out of the Fox Cities. Okay. They were on the show earlier in the year and... Bad reaction. You guys practice in a space similar to this. It's a it's kind of a bricked basement. Do you guys wear ear protection when you practice? I do. So do I. Yep. Unless I forget it, which is probably 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't until like my 30s, but then... Ever since getting the ringing in the ears, you know, you, you realize you have to do something, otherwise you're going to be deaf someday. Yeah. Especially, you know, you don't, sometimes it's too late when you, when you notice you've got a problem. Yeah. Do you wear ear protection when you play live shows? I don't personally. I haven't made that jump yet, but I'm sure it's coming. There's just something about I've got to, and to my own detriment probably, eventually I'll, I'm going to pay for it. But it helps me. I've got to be able to hear everything the right way somehow like clearly and obviously <laughs> if i don't use protection soon i'm not going to be able to hear everything as clearly but i've got to be able to hear the vocals i've got to be able to hear you know the rhythm section well and that was the end uh it i kind of cut it off at a weird spot <clears throat> there but what what's your reaction to that what's what's ear protection <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
What? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to guess you guys. That's no sign language. She can help us out here. <laughs> no, I, we don't. Uh, we don't do any ear protection, but we also don't practice very loud. We're pretty. I have to, I think we 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 pull it way back at practice. But we don't wear ear protection on stage either. No, but then stage we also turn the monitors off too. I don't wear shoes either, so you know. Yeah, is that sometimes Tyler doesn't have shoes on? I think. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. So, sometimes I wear ear protection, but it's not often. I, I should do it more. Maybe we should talk about it. We'll have a band meeting about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Has your band talked to you about ear protection? <laughs> have you like experienced any any hearing issues or hearing loss at this point? I have tinnitus and hearing loss. Yeah, a little bit, like twenty percent. It's not. I mean, it's there, but it isn't continued, and it's not affecting anything. And then, you know, I I don't think I'll be doing this for thirty more years, so I think I'm not too worried about it. So, my brother cupped my ear once. Out at the bar, Ooh. and uh, <laughs> I experienced hearing loss from that for sure. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> so, but like, not you know. Yeah. The yeah. music, as loud as I play, that doesn't compare to that situation. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> there's uh, some of the fancy new stuff are the in-ear monitors, yeah. which I that don't know. seems scary to me. But then I'm also old school. But it just seems like that thing could just be like, like I don't know why I think that. Yeah, though. if you had back feed, right? Is that what it's called? Feedback. Feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Feedback. Yeah. That, would, that would cause. Wait, we have damage. to we have to ask our sound guy question here. <laughs> does does can you get feedback in an in ear monitor? Yes, you can. You can. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can. So, is, there, is there like is there like a danger to that or? There's a big danger. However, um, a real sound guy would make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> You get taken taken care of, so so if, um, so if I'm doing sound, that poor guy up there is gonna yeah, suffer. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and if I, I'm doing sound, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And if I'm doing sound, definitely <laughs> don't put those in your ear. No, um, no, I don't. They, they, they always made, they always made me nervous. They always made me nervous. I was, I don't know if I ever do that or not. Yeah, well, and back when I was uh, singing in a band and. I changed over to in-ears, and it helped a lot. But yeah. it, it took probably a good year to get them dialed in. Yeah. So it's one of those okay. long-term things that you really have to invest into um, and have somebody that knows what they're doing. And, you know, it took me that year. And I had some of those experiences with the feedback where it, it kind of blew out my ears a little bit, and they said, okay, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. But, you, you know, that's, you that's next, year's, uh, next year's investment. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon, director. Coming soon, director. Director, sound near you. That was, that was pretty informative. It yeah. was informative. See? Ben, see, Ben knows stuff. See, ben knows stuff. We don't. We don't pretend to know stuff. We just ask Ben. So, yeah. so in years would be something you'd entertain. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, you know that's I guess a, pr- a preference thing. Um, yeah. One less thing to lug around though with the with the monitors. But that's true. well, we don't use monitors really. Tyler does. But Tyler I don't need them on her. But I don't. Yeah. Need, I don't use them on stage. We. It's funny because Des and I. We used to have a drum machine for years before we met Tyler, and we had a, a, a little monitor just doing drum beats or whatever. But, um, but then the monitor is like the playing again, playing like the rave in some other places. We don't have any control of the sound. The monitors are like, oh man, I don't know. So we would just tell them just turn them down, and we gotten used to playing without monitors. You know, even singing, we just can go without monitors we don't you know it, it might show at a live show but i need cues because i get lost a lot yeah you'll yeah you i understandably so you need 
if I don't hear your vocal or something or something, assuming I'm, I'm just like, where am I? Am I? <laughs> assuming I'm playing the right song, even. <laughs> I guess I'm the prima donna when it comes to a monitor. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, so when you guys had the drum machine, did the drum machine ever whine that they wanted a monitor? They did. That stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do a lot more whining than the drum machine, for sure. <laughs> that drum machine would have drink lot. me, too, and wanted a backstage. And, uh, well, so the, diva drum machines. The drum machine, it was almost like it acted like a click track, too, because obviously it doesn't change. I mean, sure. going from the drum machine over to Tyler from a click track to me <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> we love Tyler, Tyler Tyler the human click track no. yeah the human click track no. well and Tyler this wasn't your main genre of music but has it kind of opened your appreciation Big for the style that was why I wanted to do it like I've I'd never played metal can I play metal not really but I'm trying you know <laughs> it was one of those things like Hey, it taught me like how to kind of double kick with one foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really cool skill. Yeah, which is really good. And, yeah, Tyler's got the reaction on drums like uh, like Helmet's drummer does. Helmet's drummer doesn't that double bass, you know? Did like that toll can get into the metal grooves and stuff. And yeah, it's it's been a great it's been a great combination. It was interesting, like splitting up the double kicking and just going okay. You can't do a double kick. So what else are you gonna do to kind of fill in? all of that space that some of that those blast beats would do and so i did start doing a lot of like floor tom kick Mm -hmm. like kick floor tom flams stuff like that and that kind of helped too you know okay or more rack tom stuff like when i need to to give it to make it feel heavier Mm -hmm. like uh in townies for example it sounds kind of like yeah it's just rolling but i'm rolling with the rack toms in one foot so so it taught me a lot of things in that way like okay, this is how you play. How do you make it sound heavier? You know. Yeah. So that's that's been really cool. It's been a learning curve. And when I, think, yeah. I was gonna say when when uh, when you guys went overseas, is that something you would do again with Tyler, or is that something you would be Absolutely. able to do, Tyler? Yeah, we're Absolutely. hoping to. <clears throat> we're hoping to go to. We're we're going to India. Yeah. Larry and I are going to India in November, mm-hmm. and we're hoping to set up something to bring the band back there next year in 2023. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. So That's the overseas goal. And and the added goal is I would also like to, while we're in India, go to the Maldives <laughs> with the band because it's right there. And they're very excited for us to come, so that, that'd be cool. Yeah, you got a lot of friends. Yeah. Yeah. You guys had some cool video clips from when you were in Romania. And, you know, that's just... How was the, uh, the fan response there? They liked us. They they were funny. We were walking through a park like when I went the the second time that Rick just went to Romania, and we were walking through a park, and all of a sudden, all these little kids came running up to us, and they were like, "Oh, do you need to know where you're going?" And I was like, "Why are these kids talking?" It was so yeah. weird. Yeah, we're looking and, for the venue. We didn't know where it and was. And so these <laughs> kids like marched us to the venue, which we would have never found on our own. Mm-hmm. And on the door of the venue was our picture, and the kids were they knew who we were. It was really from the, cool. from the picture, yeah. And they were just like the most metal kids ever. They oh, were just man. so cool. The, yeah, hardcore. The, hardcore. Twelve-year-old girls like long hair, all like 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 moshing and headbanging and everything. And then and then when you got done, they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were fun. It was fun over there. Any other like stories or anything that people might not know happened there? <laughs> Remember that bumpy ride in the van? Oh yeah, yeah. They, 
they made me drink some tea because I don't drink alcohol. So we were at some place and they said, oh, well, then have this tea. And I was like, mm, okay. So I drank it and then we went up on a mountain and it was bumpy. We're like, and I was squished as far in the car in the truck as you could get. And I was like, I need out of this truck right now. And they stopped. I got out and I projectile vomited all of that tea. <laughs> and then I looked at Larry and I said, did you get it on video? And I, said, and I missed it. I missed it all. She was like, she was roughing her guts on the side of I don't know what they gave me, but that was some bizarre uh, was Romanian great. tea. Yeah. It was red, too. It was, like, it was brutal. <laughs> so th this, uh, this pre-recording is a little different, so I'm not really getting to all the, the comments that are on here. But, you know, thanks for tuning in, Amy Sawyer and, and Robin and um, everyone else that, that commented. We had quite awesome. the reaction for Larry's uh, tattoo, so that's good. <laughs> Everybody likes to tramp stamp. <laughs> Trying to uh, monitor, but if, if anybody's got any questions, um, the, the phone number again, get your, your pens ready. It's in the description of the video, too, 920-358-0795. Um, that last caller, uh, they asked what bands you like the <coughs> least, too, local bands. I don't know if you answered that part. I think I can <laughs> easily say that any, any cover band is overrated. <laughs> That's true. I would That's agree with that. Cause, yeah. 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 <laughs> any, yeah. So, and it's and it's hard because as an original band, when we go to a venue, and you're watching somebody play somebody else's music in a cover band, making four times as much as we would ever make, and and getting people requesting them, yeah. that's tough because we're like this is our heart and soul in original music. Yeah, we're not just duplicating something that's already done. So yeah, and, and it, yeah. it's a it's a quandary, right? So yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's talent. People in original bands are talent or cover bands are talented, but. Uh, what could they do if they were writing their own stuff? It'd be Probably, sky's the limit, I think. Yeah, I think, and I always encourage anyone who's playing covers just write original music if you're already halfway there. Or you already, you know, I try to say just write original because yeah, if you can do this, you should be able to do you know that. You know, it's I don't know. Some yeah. some of them made the corner, uh, turn to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> don't get too bad at us cover bands. I've played in cover bands. <laughs> so what? <laughs> don't get too you bad. have. Yes, well, that's a bad thing. I guess I'm all. Gonna, gonna have to call up the. Uh, gonna have to call up the drum machine. I was like, whatever. Just wonder I'm why. Out. I was just trying to make the cover bands feel okay about themselves. Well, but, uh. Tyler, you just got back from a, a brief tour with your other band, yep. Bashford. Yep, that was fun. Yeah, they played all covers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. They're no, original band. No, they're original band. They played all covers. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they would have made gas money if they played covers. Yeah. <laughs> I keep right. bumping this table. I'm sorry. That's all right. Take, do, take do, that table. So it, that's how mad Tyler is about cover bands. <laughs> <laughs> is it hard to be in, in multiple bands, Tyler? Do you find it kind of hard to split your time between the two? Yeah. I mean... It's it's easier with two than five, yeah. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when Tyler first joined, a moment you had more. You had more when you first joined Rick. Yeah, yeah. You had more, yeah. A few more, yeah. And I just love music, man. I gotta love playing with everybody, so it's just always kind of been my thing. Was I don't care what what it is, let's just jam. Yeah. You know. Does each band practice regularly? Or um, gig regularly. I mean, we do. Yeah. And sometimes we go to dinner and skip practice. 
Like, that's kind of cool. That's it's true. like a yeah. friendship. It is. Know, we get together and sometimes did, it's more yeah. of a, sometimes it's more of a session of venting or, or, yeah. or like if we're working through something. Yeah. We always work through it. We're not going to, you know, we got the tunes licked. We're, still, we're slowly starting to write some new stuff. We're not going to, you know, kill ourselves just to really have to get two hours of practice. We're not, we're, we're dedicated, but we're not ridiculously militant when it comes to that because right. we also know that a lot of being in a band is just being is the is the camaraderie and and just being able to uh, process and, and other things like you got to get along otherwise you can't and really you got to get go along anywhere. Right, right. yeah yeah you know, absolutely it's supposed to be fun you know yeah <clears throat> well we uh we haven't really talked about the big catalog of music that rick Grin has out do you have a favorite of the the albums and and does and Tyler I don't know if you've got you know a favorite from the the catalog portion that you weren't playing in the band in I know Tyler's favorite song <laughs> yeah that was before yeah that was before, that was before yeah, before me, yeah. 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 Uh, my favorite song is Wall Away yeah <clears throat> I remember when I first heard it I was like wow it's brutal and cool and I just really liked it a lot I still do um and, but, and we play it now, so yeah. I don't. I'm yeah. never good with remembering like which album has which song, even. You know, I, I know. Just, no, I mean, me either. I've had, <laughs> I've had people come up to me at shows like, "Oh yeah, it's off of this album." Like, well, what you really, album was well, that? Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you know? did really good, like the Taste of Steel, but wasn't yeah. as good as the you know. Yeah, button. yeah. And I'm like, what? Where? <laughs> so, so what we mean to say is, thank you for listening to our albums and knowing them. Yeah, yeah, knowing them so well, you know what album a song came from, you yeah. weirdos. But it's great. <laughs> I don't know him that well. I just hear. It's oh, fun when they come up and quiz us. <laughs> yeah. Des is thinking. I can tell. She's, She's trying, trying to think of her song. favorite. Her favorite Rick the song. My favorite Rick the song. I don't. I don't know if I have a favorite. I think uh, it's probably Poe, and we don't play that very often. No. I, I don't think we've ever played it with Tyler. We practiced it. We, we have. We, did we yeah. play it once? I think we played it once. Maybe yeah. once. Yeah. We should maybe go back to that. Maybe. Practice yeah. That. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I think Severed Head might be my favorite song because I wrote it with Wade. When Rick just first started, it was our first song we wrote. And then and, and he would have got, and he's, he's um, passed away since, but he would have got... And Tim, right? Tim and Tim, yes, yeah. and Tim. Um, um, for good, our, good the fellow. tattoo guy, the good fellow who tattooed my tramp step, actually. He helped write that song, too. And, and Wade, Wade would have got such a kick that it got picked up by that wrestler. And you know, got a few hits. So. Yeah. How did how did the uh, the song get to the the wrestlers theme song the entrance? I have no idea. We, we, we don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, Larry's brother called him and told him that um, somebody on yeah. on NXT was using a Richter song, and Larry was so mad he thought that they stole it. Yeah. Without our permission. So I'm like looking it up like oh, somebody <laughs> stole it because because my brother kind of knew the song so he's like I think somebody ripped you guys off. <laughs> so then, we. Lo- yeah, and then we, we found it out because it's registered on BMI that they were using it with, you know, the BMI permission. Right. But what we found out is when you have a song, it takes months before you're, you're even notified that they're using it. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. like they call you up and say, "Hey, can I use your song?" If yeah. it's out there, yeah. they can use it. So yeah, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it kind was, of a cool way to find out. Your brother calls you. I just heard your song. I'm well, it was WWE. Yeah, whatever, you know. It was funny too because he called me and he's like, "Well, I actually forgot about it, but then I remembered again that my friend thinks it's <laughs> isn't your brother in a band called, called Rictus that has severed head?" <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I 
That's yeah, it was weird. So so we made contact. We talked to Shotzi a little bit. You know, hey, thanks for spinning our song. She, you know, she talked to us a little bit. And you sent her some stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. we sent her, like, music. We, and we sent her music. We sent her some flowers. Yeah, stuff like that. We talked about stocking her house, but we never did that. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> then she dropped her song. <laughs> After she dropped the song, so she was yeah. she, so she went from she was in NXT at the time, and then she went from NXT to WWE, and that's when she dropped it. She got a different song, so still pretty cool though. That's oh yeah, it was very cool. cool. It was very yeah. cool. It was during pandemic, we weren't playing shows, we weren't doing anything else except sitting on our boxes of <laughs> merchandise. So it was really cool to have something going on. It was like oh wow, and, and it activated our our um, like YouTube hits our cd baby hits you know that yeah so we're getting a lot more activity yeah we have we're out on spotify it activated that a bunch so yeah so even though she doesn't use a song anymore we still got those fans and people you know so it's pretty pretty cool well and you brought some merch what uh what kind of merch do you guys make i see some pens down there we d- ear protection <laughs> is this, is this we, make pr- we make we made ear, ear protection, protection for <laughs> Des wants to tell a story about the pens. No, no, Larry's going to tell a story about the pens. <laughs> so I went on, you can make pens like on Amazon or something like that. You get a box of these, like, I think I got like 500 or some of these pens. It was, wasn't wasn't One, that expensive. 1,000. It wasn't really. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand. So I got a thousand of these pens and I put our band name on it, but I didn't put like our website or anything else on <laughs> Just our band name. <laughs> And there's like in the world, there's like six other Rictus Grin bands. Yeah, yeah. So that pen could belong to everybody. That's true. So pen. I'm trying. So what I'm trying to do is help the other Rictus Grins out there <laughs> promote their music. So. We're gonna have a Rictus Grin tour with all the Rictus Grins someday. We've actually made contact with some of the other Rictus Grins. We have some of their CDs and shirts and stuff. We mail each other junk. I think they're all dissolved besides us right now. But yeah. Well, we say that now. Now we're get, now it's gonna get blown up. Oh no, we're still here. Yeah, <laughs> we're still here. Interesting. So there wasn't a turf war or anything with the the name. No. Well, well the funny thing is, somebody uh, years ago when um, when we first had a website, we didn't have. We own rickdescrin.com right now, but before that, we were just on some other thing. And then somebody said, "Hey, I, I'm going to take your website. I'm going to buy it and then build a site and then sell it back to you." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't want that." You know, it was like some weird spam email, but I didn't know at the time. So, and at the time, I was in contact with, like, three or four other Rictus Grins. So we all got together. We all bought domains. I bought .com, one bought .net, one got org. You know, we just all bought and bought, and bought each domain. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. So you go out there and, I mean, yeah, but to Dez's point, I think some of those are defunct by now. So Who got .gov? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we had a question here from Robin. The question is, if you were ever going to play a cover, what would it be? Larry said an old song that Rick Discreen doesn't play anymore. <laughs> an old Rick Discreen cover. <laughs> like Fallen. I, I used to, when I used to book bands, I used to say live, local, original only. And if a band played a cover song, I would pull the plug. So it's really hard for me to. Yeah. I, I, and it was just a, a train of thought that I got into. I don't know. I'd probably do like a fish cover. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that's a pretty much a non-answer answer, I, I guess. Yes. Okay. Um, we don't know fish at all. He could be doing fish covers the whole all Rictus, and we don't even know it. He's, yeah, I, I am. I am. <laughs> he's just thinking. He's, he's thinking yeah. different lyrics. <laughs> we were uh, during the song. We were talking about 
uh, some of the merch you guys have. And you guys actually had two albums pressed down to vinyl. We did. We what? did. I, I, I just wanted to mention, so so Andy, aw, Andy, from Romania, when we went to Romania, he went to some abandoned cabin out in the woods, and he started a fire. He ended up spending a night out there, and he took, he's a photographer. It's probably up t- illegal. Yeah, and he ended up taking a bunch of pictures and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know, my empty cup in the way. So he took this picture. I'm like, oh, my God, that'd be a great album cover. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just us on the back. But we had these pressed at A to Z Media um, in Milwaukee, and they they did a superior job. They took me in their office. This is how we do it because I didn't know anything about vinyl pressing and, you know, it's, you know, you know us, hip, hip and trendy. So they were great. And then this one, this one is... Um, um, oh, what's that CD place everybody goes to? Super uh, Duper? No, it's, it's uh Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, I can't even think of this. Oh, it's probably on here, right? Mm-hmm. Disc Makers. So this is a Disc On makers. the back of the vinyl. That's right. And this is a Disc Makers. This is forever. <laughs> made, for, made at Disc Makers. No help, no advice. Colors were wrong. Um, the shrink wrap looks like, like uh, I don't know. It, it I don't know. Go to A to Z Media if you're gonna press vinyl. <laughs> That's all I can say. It was it was cheaper, came faster, and just superior. Like that's but we but we are happy to do vinyl because I know a lot of people like the vinyl. How was the the turnaround time on that? Because aren't they most places backed up right now? They this was horribly backed up. The vinyl for forever because of the pandemic crushed it. It took like an extra three or four months to come. Um, the A to Z media by nature is slower because they press it in Czechoslovakia. They have huge machines and everything out there, so you got to wait for the slow boat to go there and back. But that was 2015, so the world was that's, different then. That's true. Yeah, that was a little while ago. So, but you, vinyl just takes time, I think. Do you find that people are more willing to purchase a vinyl than a, a CD? They are. I, I don't, boy, that's a great There question. was a lot of people who liked the vinyl. They were really excited yeah. about the vinyl. And even if they didn't have a, a player, they just wanted it just for a collection. Yeah. Of, you know. Especially the artwork, like, like, like this artwork we had done. Um, and Svartar um, Plagar um, made this for us, and, and he's on our website and everything um, selling art. Um, he does band art for, you know, we have like this art on, like, on our T-shirts and stuff. And so people like that big piece of art in their home. If they, you know, if they can get something cool like that, they were all about it. So, Would you ever dress up in costumes like the Tyler wanted us to, and I said no, because <laughs> I'm mean. I wanted to do the gore thing. Yeah. We were really should. thinking about awesome. it. We were thinking about getting the plastic. We might. I mean, like, Halloween like, is oh, coming, man. so. We were really <laughs> thinking about that, like the plastic and making this, and then we're just like, God, that'd just be so hot. And great. I look really hot in this picture, so that would be a cool costume. <laughs> Then you've got some CDs and stuff over there as well. Yep. Yeah, the artwork really does. I mean, it looks cool on the CD, but when you put it, you know, you yeah, get it bigger on the vinyl. Sure, just, absolutely. I mean, it's the same artwork, but yeah, the vinyl, it's like, whip, bam, you know. So, do, do you guys collect vinyl, any of you? Not, not really. really. Yeah. We have some, but not. We'll buy a vinyl from other local bands. It's cool to have, you know. We have a Bashford vinyl. We do. I didn't know Bashford <laughs> had vinyl? They do. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked about Bashford, but we, we didn't talk about uh, Des's band Rat Tail. 
Oh yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Um, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's a band. The, everybody else, I think, is out of Watertown. Watertown, yeah, I think, yeah, is yeah, that Watertown. a, You're a right. thing in Wisconsin? And I just recent, I just played my second show with them, their third show, and uh, yeah, we're just uh, coming together. We have six songs that we play right now, yeah. and there's a lot of fire, so that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, Jake blows like fireballs in the air, and they have pyrotechnics and stuff. It's, it's yeah, Jake a, it's Adam a wild, it's and a wild Brevin station. is our yeah. drummer. So, yeah. I'm sure eventually there'll be a, a Rictus Grin show with Rat Tail. There will at Hellbash actually. Hellbash they'll, they'll be. be playing. So, so. Hellbash, um, September 23rd and 24th, out in Rio. There'll be a bunch of bands camping, and you can see Rictus and Rat Tail. Yeah. And eight, uh, about 20 other bands. Come on down. Are you guys booked? Like often for the remainder of the year do you have a lot of stuff that that you need to do yet we have nothing really Not on our book so call us up and book us yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you we want, have, you we want have, some metal and some fun we have a show on book august, august oh, 13th we're doing a, <laughs> august 13th we're doing a picnic a picnic and then um just the thing in september yeah i think that's all we have right now on our yeah schedule. we 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 um the the festivals slow down the booking a little bit we do two festivals a year now but and our drummer just went on tour with his other band. Yeah, so, so we're gonna like you know. book shows all around. Hey, welcome off the tour bus. Let's go play. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, something that I wonder about is um, when when you were like watching MTV back in the day. If you were watching MTV, was like the Headbangers Ball something that you think if if you watched it back then is that something that you think could make a comeback? Or do you think YouTube just spoiled everything forever? Boy, I don't know. I, I think know. Beavis and, and Butthead's coming back. Yeah, that's YouTube, true. I don't know if YouTube spoiled everything. I think it's still... I think there's some merit in the work that YouTube's done. Because music is really available. Like, I grew up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And you just got what you got. You couldn't get. And I think now there's kids in rural areas and, and other places that can get all kinds of music now. Which is really cool. Yeah, they can download and, it. And, and I really, it. I really dig that. That's why I'm like... You know, when, when we have our, our merch out, we're like, if you can't afford it, just take it and share it. Because we don't care. We're not about making the money. We want our music to get out there. Right. And that's worked out really good for us. And as a side note, uh, Larry's brother's watching now. Really? Yeah, Donnie's here. Die. <laughs> <laughs> They're fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Was your family pretty supportive, Larry, when you're no. starting the band? Fuck no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. My parents, I, I first I started playing guitar with my friends uh, when I was in high school and uh, just screwed around in, a, in, his, in his bedroom with instruments and then that like broke up after a few months and my, my mom's like, I'm so glad you're done with that S. <laughs> you know, and it, and, it, and it made me mad. And I'm like, I gotta play more. I gotta get another band. I was just so mad at her for saying that. I was like, <laughs> So then, years later, they finally came to a show when Rictus, once Rictus built up, you know, fan base and started having shows. They came to a show. My dad's, my dad's like, God, I hate this music, but I get why you do this because all, because all the people are there and having fun running around. He's like, Yeah, I, I get it now, but it, it, they weren't getting it for a long time. <laughs> at least your, at least your parents like your band. Yeah, my parents are so supportive. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, it didn't matter what I, I could be. Tyler has great parents. Oh, his parents are great. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, ten at night. Go ahead, play the drums. I don't know. My my parents just they were so chill. Like all my friends would come over to my house to eat like 
dinner and <laughs> stay there when their parents are mad at them. Like, they just, yeah, I was lucky. Yeah, definitely lucky. Me. And, and my brother and sister both sing. So, like, my uncles played in a cover band. <laughs> um, you know, I actually learned from their drummer. That's who first taught me how to drum. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky. My parents are cool. Where can people find out more about Rick Grin if they want to dig into the band? I know your website is a great place. You've got a lot of music available on there for free, actually. A lot of the older songs you've really generously made and, free for download. And we are on Spotify. You can just look up Rick Grin there. Mm-hmm. Like us on Spotify. And we have a YouTube channel, too. Yeah, I think it's Rick Grin or... I believe it's just Rick Discrin on the YouTube channel or maybe Rick Discrin forever. I'm not 100%. And we have a Facebook page, too, of course. And I, I, I think we still have a MySpace We do. Page, so. We have a MySpace. We are not active on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who does the, uh, the social media, the bulk of the social media stuff? Mm, I maintain the website. <clears throat> Tyler ghosts a lot. So. Yeah, Tyler goes. <laughs> like hey, Tyler, I see you on Facebook. Wait, what? what? <laughs> my, so. my last question for you is you've got some videos on your YouTube page, like actual videos that, that were made. Are there any plans to make any videos upcoming? Yes. We have we have all the video uh, recorded for Mausoleum, but I have to put it together. Yeah. Des is putting so. that one together, and Tyler's going to put one together for Wall Away. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there's yeah. going to be plenty to look look forward to with Rick Grin. Yeah. Yeah, we just got to get on it. I know you just put out two albums, too, but within the last couple of years, but when is the next album coming out and we're starting to write it we got yeah. three song ideas and one's one's uh one of them is done so we're starting to write it so we don't have a time frame though because we should put a time frame on ourselves because i think that would make tomorrow us do it. tomorrow <laughs> I, I don't know I, that, that that is in, a good point in my mind should. i think the time frame would be um fall of 2023 look for a new album for a month yeah because then we'll be looking we could up. pull it out because then we would go from there and then maybe do a little tour release the album and maybe go over to india yeah which would be, that sounds right which would be really cool with the new album that's a good idea you and all your brains <laughs> i know well thank you for joining us on fox city's core on code zero radio i've been a fan of the band for quite some time it was nice to actually kind of sit down and, and talk for an hour and thanks ben and robin for hanging out and Thanks for having us. And for the uh, the sound. Thanks for having us. Information down yeah. here earlier. We had a blast. This is great. Yeah. Well, please. Appreciate I got a question for you. Can I ask? It's when did Pudge start? Oh. What year was it? Do you uh, remember? Uh, technically, it was I think '93, but that was oh, wow. because we were three brothers. So yeah. So we were living in the house together, but we didn't really start awesome. doing stuff till '96. But '96, because I thought I had heard '96. They're older like, than you. Felt, maybe they are tell older than Rickus. Yeah. Well, anyways, thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for hopping on Fox City's Core on Code Zero Radio. And go check out Rick Discrin. Go to their website, download their music, buy their albums, and go to their YouTube page. You've been watching Fox City's Core on WCZR, Code Zero Radio.